welcome to Building Great Sales Teams, a show dedicated to making sales teams tick, tick, boom. I didn't have a playbook starting out. I had to learn everything the hard way. The good news is you don't have to. Great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Let's get to work. Australia next week, right? Yeah, 
Um, man, like my respects to my wife. She's amazing. Like she she deals with it. Um, last week we were in Miami. Now we're in Utah. Um, wow. And uh, last week I, t- I had to take him, you know, with me because um, I was feeling like the, I was feeling a little homesick. You know? Yeah. Like, wow. Like I know exactly how you feel, brother. Yeah, man. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take you. Um, and she was a trooper, man. She was like, let's do it. I was like, she knows how it worked. Like sometimes I don't mm-hmm. I don't eat until like 3 p.m. You know, like yeah. I wake up straight, go to work. And she sees me. That's why she sometimes doesn't like to hang out with me when I'm working. You yeah. know? <laughs> and I get it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but I was like, no, I had to take you, and she she has adapted to it. And I was like, I'm gonna, you know, all this half of the week, you know, I'm gonna try to spend, I'm gonna do business, but try to spend a little bit of time with you and, and the baby. And we did, and it was wonderful, man. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to do it all the time because yeah, uh, that's tough. because <laughs> you're in work mode, you know, yeah. and and so one of the, the things I've learned over the last year or so, uh, being in the network summit and, and talking to the the amazing men and women that I talk to about being present when you're home. It's one of the hardest things to do because when you're home, you, you're thinking about the business. And then when you're in the, in the middle of the business, you're thinking about home, you yeah. know? And it's just this weird thing that we do. So you, you have to work really hard uh, to be present in the moment when you are home. And a lot of times, if you do that well, then you end up having more impact on your family than somebody that is home all the time. But yeah. they're on their phone, they're watching TV, they're doing everything they can to be distracted because they don't want to deal with real life, right? So... Well, that's, true. that's true, man. I caught myself a couple of times, like being home and still seeing, you know, you know, thinking about work, what am I going to do, what are we going to do in the next couple of days, mm-hmm. numbers. And, uh, but yeah, like you said, like you give it all at work and then once you come home, like try to give it all, you know, at home, which is not easy. It takes, it takes discipline, but you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I tell myself it's a must, like I have no option. That's the thing. That's kind of like my mindset all the time. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, even though it's Absolutely. not easy, but, but it's, it's worth it, you know, totally worth it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Well, yeah, for sure. Let's go back to the uh, the Solar City days. I think yeah. uh, a lot of people listening, and, and what I found what I found out, and I don't know if it's because I'm in solar, because that's that's like we were talking about earlier. That's not the majority of my business. The majority of my business is being an AT and T dealer. Yeah. And you know, I've done that for the past twelve years, and uh, AT and T's been a great client. But anyways. Uh, what I found out is anytime that I have someone on the show that talks about solar, all of a sudden the downloads go up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I've got a good solar following, it looks like. So I definitely wanted to have you on the show. And so most of the people listening, I'm guessing they know about Solar City because that was kind of the original door to campaign for solar, right? Yep. And um, so you were part of that campaign. How did, how did you get recruited to the campaign? So, yeah, man, Solar City... Um, it was a, a good culture. It was a, um, a good company as well. I started off, I used to work actually in a call center inside a prison. I was an assistant manager, mm-hmm. uh, and which is a, that's a whole different story. But, um, and then they laid us off because um, the inmates had access to computers and they hacked it. They hacked into of course the computers. they did. <laughs> that was so crazy. <laughs> And, you know, it was quote unquote, like, you know, it was a good job, right? I was assistant manager. I was helping. You know, it was a, to me, it was a noble cause because we were teaching people, like, how to adapt to the real world once they get yeah. out of the prison. They had computer skills coming out of prison. Yeah, huge. computer skills, cell skills. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and honestly, like, I was a little, you know, I, I kind of had enough of that job because I was like, I, I can't be in this environment for a long period of time. It's tough, man. Yeah, so I got laid off one of the best days of my life when I got laid off for a moment. Uh-huh. 
And uh, they were just going to investigate and then they were going to bring us back. But I was so excited. And um, I used to live with my parents at the time. So mm-hmm. uh, my good friend now, Matt Patterson, you know, um, he came in and knocked the door and you know, okay. with, with shorts and, you know, he had a faded hat. I have to say it, man, but he did have a faded hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from Sutter City. And, uh, and then he just, you know, he pitched it. He sold, he sold, uh, he sold the solar system to my parents. And, you know, okay. I was, uh, at the time, at the time I was, what, like, I was like 21, 22 years old. So were um, you just about to graduate college? Um, I was, I was going, I was attending college. Um, uh-huh. I was attending college at the time. And then, um, so he's like, hey man, he's like, he's like, and then he tried to recruit me. I was like, nah, man, I was like, I'm going to go door, door knock. Like, you know, I'm going yeah, to go back to Door knock is for losers. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's not, it's That's definitely. what most people think. Yeah, yeah, man. It's not a glamorous job. Yeah. For sure. Like, you know, and then your, your, your family will shame you for it. Like, yeah. you know, and, you know, friends will shame you for it. Absolutely. They feel bad for you. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I've always been, like, you know, driven to become better, be successful, like, you know, which at that time to me is, like, being successful. It's, like, growing and making so, some good money. I think this can help some of our people that are doing door-to-door as, you know, door owners or they're running teams that are door-to-door. Um, what changed your mindset in that, hey, maybe I should do this? Uh, what changed my mindset, it, it was... Um, I was, uh, I, I checked out the product, so, you know, I, okay. I, 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 first of all, you know, I've been in sales for, ever since I got out of high school, mm-hmm. I used to sell lollipops when I was in middle school too, like nice. any little hustle I could have done, you know, like I've been in sales for a bit, so, you know, I kind of, I, I like to, uh, you know, I like to enjoy the product, like right? I like to, like, you know, fall in love with the product in the beginning, Absolutely. so, because I don't, like, there is always that, you know, I guess core values at home, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, make sure you do things right, you know, mm-hmm. don't rip off people or nothing like that. So it's like, you know, I was always into like, if I'm going to sell product, like I, I better make sense. It better be true what they're saying. Right. So I did my investigation. I kind of fell in love with the product, you know, and I was like, okay, it's a cool product. And then I seen the, I'm not going to lie, I seen the money. It's like, yeah, you know, this guy showed oh, me his pay wow, stuff. Okay. <laughs> fell in love with the product and then yeah. you realize this, this, this is a bankroll product right here. Yeah. So I just want to point out one thing. Um, and I just did a reel on this the other day and a lot of people don't realize like you can have all the sales tricks and tips and hacks in the world or whatever, but the number one hack I feel like is, is being in love with your product Yeah. and truly, truly believing in your product, you know, and being passionate about it because it comes through when you're selling, right? Yeah. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit. You're, you're out in the field. When did you make the transition from rep to leader? Um, I made the transition, um, I would say like five months in. So my first month I came in, there was a, the in, in eight club. So funny story about that. Like I was recruited. They showed me the pace. I was like, Oh damn, man, you're making this much money. I was like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then they didn't want to recruit him. They didn't want to onboard me cause I never done door to door sales. So they're like, nah, man, this guy, you know, he's, he's going to quit on his first, you know, week cause mm-hmm. you know, he, he's not going to like it. And they test me, like, they test me out, a manager test me, he took me, like, on the other road and see if I was going to make it. It was 150 degrees, and, you yeah. know, so it's like, yeah, it's <laughs> man, extremely hot. So those of you guys are knocking, and you guys are 80s, you guys don't know what you guys are, you know, you guys are taking advantage of, but anyways, uh, so I wasn't going to get hired, so I remember I had to, like, be really, like, I don't want to say aggressive, but I had a, had a conversation with the managers, like, look, mm-hmm. man, like, I, I've been in management roles since, like, I was young. So I've been like in supervisor, assistant manager and, you know, things like that. So I was like, look, man, I get it. I know what you're doing. Yeah. I was like, but let's do this. If you don't want to hire me, hire me for 30 days. 
if I don't make the quota, minimum, bare minimum quota, you fire me, and that's it, man. But I'm just going to ask you, just don't waste my time. Don't be yeah. afraid. Don't waste my time. I'm the type of guy that, you know, if I commit to something, I'm all in, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. going to make it happen, and I'm going to figure it out. So, you know, again, and I, I made a good, you know, I, 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 gave, I made good connections within the team. So mm-hmm. one of the guys, you know, influenced, you know, the, the manager's like, man, this guy's hungry, man. Like, just give him a chance. Yeah. And then, um, so, you know, in the, in the beginning, in the get-go, um, you know, like, I was like, I need to prove myself and I need to put in the work. And I know there's like this club and in, in, uh, it's called the N8 club. Uh-huh. I make eight sales a month. And I, and I did it in my first month. You know, I was like, bam, you know, I came in, I got mm-hmm. my shirt and everything, uh, self jam and everything. And then little by little, I did it. We did it again and we just kept the numbers consistent. So yeah. look, looking back now, um, was that a tactic to kind of take the position away from you? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> well, like, you know, some, some companies you go into them, yeah. And, they, and, and they say, oh, we'll call you tomorrow. They have every intention of hiring you, but they're like, yeah. hey, we'll call you and let you know. Let you sit for a couple of days. Yeah. Think you're not going to get the position, and then they hire you. That way, when you show up, you're super appreciative, and you're super excited about it because you got selected versus, you know, a cattle call, and everybody come in, and whoever makes it, makes it, you know? Um, was that, I think it was a good onboarding that they had, but mm-hmm. not necessarily that. I think it was more of a, they were probably so burned out with all these guys that were yeah. hired, I was like, That's man, funny. another guy, man, another guy coming in, no experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's a good, he's probably going to be a good sales guy, but mm-hmm. he's going to, he's not going to make it because he's never door knocked before. He, yeah. It's a different beast. And it is. It really is. So, I was like, you know, and then I felt like I had to prove myself and, you know, and I always try to be the best that I can where, am I, where I'm at. And, um, and then uh, four months in, you know, it was a good performing base and then I used you know, I started recruiting people just kind of like, man, like, there's so much money in this. Yeah. Like, wow, like, it's crazy. You wanted so, to bless other people. Yeah. And I started with my brother, started with my cousin, started mm-hmm. from my in-law, started, like, all these guys that surrounded me, my good friend, my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I brought them on board, and I felt like a big responsibility where I had to train them. And I was not in leadership, but it was just, like, a natural thing for me because um, I felt where there was a lack of leadership in my team, but I always been, like, a team player. like, fuck it, man. Like, I'm already in here. Like, right. Let's make I'll be the leader. Yeah. yeah, let's make the best out of it. Uh-huh. And, and, and it's not, it was not an ego thing. It was more like I wanted to serve, you know. Yeah. Like, I, when I recruited somebody, I promised, uh, you know, something. Absolutely. And I wanted to make sure, you know, that it was delivered. That's a hard spot to put yourself in. Because yeah. other guys won't put in the work. <laughs> yeah. And so you're promising this thing. And then they're like, oh, I'm not making the money you said I would. And you're like, well, you only knocked on 20 doors yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's the tough thing about it. Um, but no, that's... That's awesome. So you, you hit the ground running, and then you uh, worked yourself into leadership. And I just want to point out, and it's something that was actually talked about today. Oh, man, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, I added him on Instagram. It's Alex something. He talked about recruiting the whole time. Yeah. He was kind of the recruiting talk. And so one of the things that he said that I, I 100% agree with is your best recruits will always be referrals from your salespeople. Yeah. And that's because their friends and family see what they're doing. And so they believe that it can't be done because somebody close to them did. And then they typically do five times as well as the rest. I have the data. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I've hired a lot of door-to-door salespeople in my time. And, and the data is those, uh, those salespeople that are recruited internally or from referrals do five times more production than the ones that are recruited from ads. Yeah. You know? And so that's a, that's a great point you just made too, is um, if you're depending on your company to recruit people in, you would much rather do it yourself, trust me, because 
then you're going to go through five people to get to one good one versus uh, only needing one inside yeah. referral that's going to do really well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Because there's that guy that, you know, like looking at myself uh, from those years, I was like super excited, like mm-hmm. kept this guy's fired up. Was like, Passion's man. coming through. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot easier to, to recruit somebody or to sell somebody on something when the passion naturally comes out. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. So, how big did your team get there at Solar City once you got into leadership? So, the funny story, I was not officially in leadership. Okay. I was in Solar City. Like, I was I like not, that. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was not even my role, you know? And, yeah. And um, it was just that um, I seen, like, a lack of uh, leadership. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, the leader that was there, he was a good sales guy. Like, mm-hmm. he was good. Like, he was aggressively. Happens all the time. Yeah, he was just a good guy, you know, good, good sales guy. Like, I learned from him, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't... Like, he was not, um, you know, to manage people, I don't think that was his, you know, expertise, you know, so. Yeah, too many times we promote the best salesperson into yeah. management, and they're, they're not built for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just, just, just let them sell, or promote them to hire commission products, or promote them to, like, a traveling trainer or something like that. Yeah. I've had people that are really good trainers that don't want to lead people. And they yeah. won't tell you that. They'll, they'll want to do right by you, and they'll go into the position yeah. And then they just don't want to deal with, you know, seven salespeople every day. Yeah. They'll train them and then move on, you know what I'm saying? And then train them again and do that. So, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, I've made that mistake before promoting the best salesperson to management. And they're not always the best people to manage. Yeah. Most of the time, like, like top salesmen, like, they're just in it for themselves. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, I need to make my quota. I got to be the best sales guy, which is okay, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that I seen that, like, but at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not a whiner. Like, I don't like to, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to figure it out, and I'm mm-hmm. going to use some of my skills. And I remember I would, I'll tell him, like, hey, man, we're going to have a meeting, and uh, I'll give him, like, some tips, because I managed before, like, um, in my previous jobs. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, man, you got you to gotta kind of get the people involved. We got to do some culture. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, so throw, like, a meeting like this. Like, let's talk about the people's goals. Let's get to know people. And I'm sure that's going to, you know, it's going to help you out so much. And, and remember we did, like, like a goal set, like we. You were coaching the, the manager. I guess yeah, yeah, I was, man, because like, like I wanted a team to win. You know, I wanted yeah. like the people to to feel that you know success, to feel that income, and to just you know be high performers. Um, and and I didn't really, you know, I was not even in a management role. I was just knew how to so, do it, and I wanted to. Serve. Were you making an override? Did Absolutely you, not. Did you get a referral commission whenever you referred your friends? There is a Solar City had a um, you you'll get a you'll get stock from Solar City if you recruit somebody. But, stock. Uh, yeah, stocks. Yeah, I actually end up having to. That's a good idea. Yeah. So they used to give stocks, but honestly, I didn't. I didn't even see the stock. I was just right. bringing in people. Like I didn't. I didn't even. I, I wasn't even thinking about to monetizing. Yeah. I was just like, man, like, look at the checks that I made. I want you to make this, and the yeah. product is cool. We're working. You know, we're, we're the chairman of the board is Elon Musk. You know, his cousin is running this business, mm-hmm. so that was exciting. Yeah. And not just that, but I was feeling like the rush of it. I was like, so who would have thought? A servant mentality made you successful in the early days in solar. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, obviously I'm being facetious. You know, like that once you start serving others is when you truly become successful, right? Yeah. And so you started doing that. What made you make the jump into your, your own business? What made me do the jump um, is that I, I did this for like um, eight months. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, so I was like, hey, man, so... 
um, you know, I feel like I'm doing all this work, right? And then there's no uh, room for me to grow. So I talked to the director. I was like, yeah, man, we're going to get a place for you. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I respect it. You know, I respect, um, you know, respect for you guys. I know it's not whatever I want. is whenever there's an opening. I was like, cool, perfectly fine. I yeah. don't want to keep improving You'll myself. Wait. Yeah, I'll wait. Yeah. Uh, but then I then Tesla bought um, Solar City. Uh-huh. So, and then I guess my little entrepreneur instinct kicked in, you know, and, and I was like, shit, man, like, I don't think Tesla would want a door knock. Like, it's a high-end brand, um, you know, it's like probably like Tesla, like Mercedes, yeah. BMW, so I don't see this high-end brand. Especially at the time, now, now Tesla's yeah. a little more economical, but at the yeah. time, it was a $100,000 car, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, if I would have been on their shoes, um, you know, I was like, why would I have a division where my brand is huge enough where people are going to... They're coming. Buy, to they're gonna buy on brand awareness. They don't need to impulse people. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. so, and then I seen some movement within the organization, um, which now they're one of the big players that sponsor the event. You know, yeah. which is a you know good friend of ours. Um, and and I seen him move. I was like, oh shoot! Like oh, this guy's moving. This guy's moving. I was like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I think it's my time to to go. Success leaves clues, right? Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, okay. And then I got offered an opportunity to you know run a division in sales, and I was like. Cool. I think is a uh, you know let's go ahead and do it and I got my shot to uh, I originally and I I moved to a to a small company okay so they, they brought me on board they gave me the opportunity it was a smarter company and then um, and I, I recruited a bunch of people and then now I was a, a sales manager and then they were uh, probably excited about you that happens a lot especially when uh, in on any sales team in any organization any products somebody hits a ceiling they they hit that ceiling. And so they can no longer look up because there's a ceiling there, right? Yeah. So now they start looking left, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and guess who's over there? Your competitors. Exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> and so one of the things I did right early in my business is I allowed them to promote themselves. Yeah. So if they were able to promote leaders uh, by two, promote them, or basically replace themselves by two, that would create a promotion for them. And then we would open up an office for them to manage. Yeah. So we always created this like open uh, opportunity structure that always allowed them to be promoted. Now it bit us in the ass long term. <laughs> and I can get into that on another podcast. Yeah. But we scaled like crazy. Yeah. So we weren't ready to scale. Yeah. But if you are ready to scale, that's a great way to do it. Don't allow somebody to be stifled if they are a servant leader like you were. Because they are. They're going to look to okay other companies because they want leadership and that's what that's what they were born for yeah yeah and then that was um yeah and that case started with the smarter company mm-hmm. um they're working from home nothing wrong with that i started when i started my own business too like yeah. working from home but this company was was in business for already two years and a half so you know seemed like the owner wanted to stay small and um and then that's where i you know i met the, the owner of the largest install company and i you know introduced myself uh-huh. thought we talked about it you know i had some you know some good key players from Solar City at the time uh-huh. too, and um, and then it's like okay, cool man, let's partner up, let's get mm-hmm. this rolling. And I was like okay, cool man, you won't regret it. It's like yeah, you know we're excited to have you on board. And after that, you know they were like two years in business, um, so they were not the biggest or right. two, you know the biggest, but now you know they became the one of the largest install company in the nation. And I think I feel so like you've been part of that journey the whole time. Yeah, man, and mm-hmm. I think it's uh, part of that's that. really cool. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been five years and a half already, so it's it's been fun, you know, mm-hmm. seeing them girls like crazy because 
And when we meet with a CEO and I was like a whole different conversation, a whole staff behind, you know, when it was yeah. like, we always to meet and have a conversation. So was, was everybody on the plane part of his Yeah, staff? yeah, those guys, yeah, man. All, That's all, hilarious. All staff, yeah. I did, he walked in, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. <laughs> and I, I had seen him from the ads and everything. Yeah. And, and, and so it's okay for us to say it. We're talking about the CEO of Titan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dave, what's his last name? David Dave? Williamson, yeah. Williamson, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was just tripping out, and then you sat next to me. We started having a conversation. That's how we ended up here. But it it, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool yeah. experience. No, it was cool, man. And 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 then you know they grew like grew like mm-hmm. crazy, and we just you know grew right behind them. And obviously, yeah. you know, that success kind of rubs off, uh, off. You know, it's like cool. You know, see them winning. You know, like cool. You know, that's part of what we're doing too. Okay. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so now we're you know. You know, we were soon we were probably gonna get in a couple, you know, hundred deals, you know, a month, and uh-huh. you know, we kind of got a good record now going in this past couple months. So, so probably the 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 number one thing. So I, I have consulting clients, right, and they're in all different kinds of industry. Uh, you know, marketing, uh, construction, all this different stuff, and they always want to try and find that sales manager, right? Yeah. And so that small company that found you, you know what I mean? They needed that sales leadership, right? Yeah. And um, that's typically, if you don't have a sales team yet, you want to hire that first, which is tough. Somebody who's ready. Yeah. Somebody who already has managed before, all that type of stuff. Um, do you all do any of that type of recruiting? Or is every everybody homegrown? Basically, like they come in entry level and they work their way up. Um, nowadays, back before we did, but now it's more like, you know, Somebody who comes from scratch, you know, like uh-huh. we have some success stories from somebody who comes from, you know, also the, the AT&T rogue and uh, telecommunications and, yeah. you know, totally. That's the easiest place to recruit from right now, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, you know, and it's like, you know, we taught them, you know, taught them what solar was all about. Mm-hmm. Had, you know, understand the structure of sales yeah. and team building is like, we taught them sales, the operation side, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the closing techniques and the pitches and the KPIs, you know, and how to analyze the, the market, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. And, um, and yeah, so that's kind of like the model that we prefer to do it. But mm-hmm. if there's, you know, somebody who's, you know, because most of the time you deal with a lot of ego, you know, they come in with a huge yeah, ego. That's hard. It's harder for them to have a servant mentality and say like, you know what, like I'm going to learn mm-hmm. and, you know, like I'm fresh through this. I mean, I haven't gone to, I haven't scaled where, you know, I need to scale just yet. Right. But I'm sure I'm going to learn from you. Yeah. A lot of times it's more like, yeah, man, I know what I'm doing. It's like. You know, I try yeah, to stay they away. Just want, they just want the best price. Yeah, they just want the best <laughs> price. And I, I try to stay away from those. Uh, but, you know, if, if I find somebody who, you know, it's a good fit, then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, well, I'll board them, you know, because why not? Like, I was there too in that spot. It was like, yeah, I yeah you were there too. once. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, I agree with you 100%. So, most of our, uh, in the 12 years we've been in business, most of our career, you know, our best people have been homegrown, you know? Yeah. And so now I'm of the mindset, okay, homegrown, home grow them 100%, but also take, get them from other in- industries and just teach them the product knowledge piece. They obviously are already in leadership in sales and a sales manager somewhere else, but yeah, absolutely take them from another industry. And then they have something to learn and they may come in with more of a serving mentality versus, and especially coming from like, you know, a campaign where they're selling cable. Or yeah. energy, or something like that, you know, where they're making a hundred dollars a sale, and then you're showing them how to make, you know, five thousand, six thousand dollars a sale. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. And just selling, they have a lot more opportunity, but you're also presenting them with a leadership.
leadership opportunity too as well. Yeah. So. Okay. Then the next question they have is, all right, I want to recruit salespeople. How do I recruit them? So what is kind of the program you guys use right now for recruiting? Yeah. So the most, and going back to that question that you asked is most, most of the people that have been the most successful, like they came to us, like, you know, they heard about, you know, what mm-hmm. we've been doing. And then, you know, they either DM me or, you know, they somebody refers them to me. Like if they're trying to do solar, like they send them my way. So you have a lot of influence on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where you're going with it. Um, so y'all's strategy is more about you being the authority, you being the presence in the marketplace, and then people that want the opportunity see you. And and so if you guys don't already, go ahead and uh, follow Jimmy. And what's your Instagram it's uh, Jimmy Esparza Official. So, okay. Yeah. So the first thing you're going to see is that he's got 170,000 followers. Okay. And so I'm in Apex and we have a program called Building Your Machine. Yeah. Okay. And it, it is very much this. And you've never heard of Apex. You've never heard of Ryan Stewart before me and you talked. And so it's kind of cool because you have kind of done this on your own. So what made you make the decision to build your uh reach on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. I decided to kind of move that um, route also with my team because, um, you know, now people are, you know, social medias and now we're virtual sales, uh, salespeople, right? Yeah. We're running a sales company. So we got to know how to be, um, have that virtual presence, right? We got to know how to like communicate through like a platform like this, like right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I remember I've been, I've been working on this, um, you know, even in the beginning of, uh, beginning of my sales career and sort of like and I will talk about this and people look at me like crazy like yeah man we're gonna we're gonna be just selling virtually like it's like maybe not a hundred percent but yeah a lot of the business is gonna be virtual so we gotta be prepared to uh you know present the product virtually because people are gonna feel comfortable making an order online and things like uh-huh. that right um and that was my like my my the world's gonna end training right well, yeah talk to the sales guy like yeah man you guys are doing good here door knocking which is great and great job but don't forget like this is where we're heading towards and this is like talking about like like um, six years ago, ago you know oh, so, shoot. you yeah. were saying this six years ago yeah. Yeah. yeah and the guys are like man jimmy's crazy he's always like yeah i know you're, you're crazy man like you got a crazy vision it's cool like we're doing good I was mm-hmm. like, yeah bro but i always had this urgency you know yeah and i you know I'll, you know use a you know Towards our leverage, like use like social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Even when I was dating, I used my social media. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so you've been that. building it for a while, and yeah. now now you have. Uh, do you have VAs helping you now? Uh, yeah, we have a full staff. You know, like uh-huh. designers. We have or uh, video uh, videographers. Like we have a marketing manager. So you're really investing. In it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's it's, a, it's an investment, and it's uh, you know. You know, they we also like kind of I get a little bit coach, you know, from the mm-hmm. manager's director, and then I do a lot of investigation too. So, so to give you an example of an old school tactic that would, was similar is like in 2014, 2013, I hired a PR company. Okay. They they did a really good job. Uh, I wrote articles. You know what I mean? Got myself in articles. Got myself on radio shows, mm-hmm. and got myself on uh, Grant Cardone's Power Player show. Oh, okay. And so what would happen is whenever they would Google the company, they wouldn't just get the company information. They would get all my articles and then my interview and my radio show stuff. It would all come up on the first page. Yeah. So it was instant validation. Yeah. And so now you're basically doing the same thing, but you're doing it in the form of social media. So now when they search for your company or they search for you, they get uh, 
170,000 followers <laughs> and an instant like validation you yeah. know what I mean and, and it, you know the reason I asked you how long you had been doing it uh, the other day was because I was like okay how long does that take to yeah. build that you know what I mean because yeah. uh, I can already tell because of your values and the conversations that we had you're not the guy that's going to go out and purchase it right because you know you can go out and purchase a bunch of followers just to make yeah. it look like that right but you can see that in the algorithm so the first thing I looked at was your first post and it had over 9,900 likes on it. And yeah. I'm like, okay, this dude is real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, I'm very impressed with what you've been able to build on, on social media because it, it is a huge recruiting tool. Yeah. It is instantly like, hey, Jimmy's telling me that I can change my life with this opportunity, you know? And I met Jimmy 15 minutes ago, but, you know, I'm on Instagram now and I see that there's people supporting as yeah. well there's a movement that he's created on social media supporting it so that, that that is a huge deal so many of my uh, consulting clients in construction I push them so hard to start building their authority on social media and I mean these are good old boys they wear boots every day they, yeah. run, they run construction crews you know what I'm saying yeah. and I'm like this can be the difference maker for you you want to hire that you know skilled manager or foreman or whatever the case is, this can be a huge recruiting tool for you. So yeah. just want to point, point that out, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It does help. Let's get back to your solar team. Um, so how are you all set up? Does the salesperson that's in the field doing door to door, is it they're setting the appointment and they're closing the customer or do you do, like I said, a closer mode? We have both. We have a mixture of um, pretty much, you know, a setter and closer, you know, they pretty much do the same thing and then mm -hmm. we do have a, you know, we actually have a setter and closer model. Mm -hmm. um, but I try to, you know, if I see like it's a good, it's, there's a good closer, I try to him uh, to put him where he sets his own appointment and he also closes because that's like the best, that's the best way that's kind of really build you and mm -hmm. uh, because that potentially could create a, a leader, right? Because, right. you know, he already been through appointment setting so if he's going to manage the appointment setters, um, he could also manage the appointment center and kind of oversee and solve some problems if there's like something stuck um, and he knows how to close it too and that's right. just the same way that you know when I was building the teams in the beginning you know I've gone through it I mm -hmm. even, we used to even design the actual proposals so we used to have like you know fire setbacks and you know, mm -hmm. do the whole layout and all yeah. that stuff you know and then I set up the appointment and then I closed the appointment you know so I found that it's one of the best, you know, techniques to do it. Um, I, I know, like, some people do prefer to just do the appointment, which is which is okay, right? Right, right. Uh, but if you're, um, if you're just starting and you don't have the capital to invest in that and you don't have, like, um, you know, you, you can't afford to, like, invest in W-2s and all that all stuff, yeah. which I did. And, like, I, I made a good investment, but not in the hundreds of thousands, you know, right, right. So it's like, okay, so how can I really bring value to my team and mm -hmm. um, how can I, you know, make it as, you know, as less overhead as I can because mm -hmm. not because I didn't want to it's because at the end of the day I, I couldn't you know yeah. it's like I, man, I got a couple you know a couple of good, good 50 grand invested into it which I can't afford to, to pay $30,000 salaries you know to yeah of course you know so um, so it was you know it has worked out and now that obviously we've scaled we've grown mm -hmm. we've been doing it for quite a bit then we, we can play with the, and we can invest in different um, yeah and that's the thing is you're, you're able to start aligning your comp plan or your opportunity structure with your values you yeah know? And, and sometimes you you can't afford to do that, you know. And I, so I'm I'm in a position where we were already established company when we started Solar, yeah. so it was more of a pet project that turned into hey, this makes good money. 
Yeah. And now we're we're a couple hundred grand invested into it. Okay. And uh, we're trying to build out this division. We're trying to figure it out because we're not just going to take someone else's model and apply that. You know what I mean? There's a lot to be said about if it isn't broke, don't fix it. But also, everybody has a different set of values that they operate on. You know. Now, I want to make sure that everybody at my company can at least pay their bills. And I'm not depending on a zero paycheck to motivate them no. to do well. Yeah, I want them to be motivated to do well because they want to do well for themselves, their family, and their futures. And when we get into like management and leadership, they're legacy. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Makes and, sense. and so we're able to because, you know, on the solar side, we, we do W-2. Right at the appointment center level, they make five hundred a week. At the closure level, they they do the same thing. Right, mm-hmm. that's just a base against commission. That's if nothing happens that week, they can still put gas in the car. They can still put food on the table. You know, we, you and I know, once they close a solar commission, then they're good for you know a couple weeks sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so um, that's kind of what where we've ended up right now. Mm-hmm. So all the setters do is set. All the closers do is close. Now the closers have set before. It's an opportunity structure, right? Mm-hmm. You got to set before you close. Yeah. You know, that part's pretty simple. But we kind of adopted that. You know, uh, Jake Hess was the first one to give me that idea. He was on the podcast uh, like a month ago. And uh, he even told me that he almost had the commission split between the two. Because yeah. the setters were doing the heavy lifting, right? Yeah. But the closers were doing the more skilled. Um, yeah, the more skilled lifting or the more skilled uh, 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 way that they were closing, right? So um, that's kind of how he justified it in there. And I, I understood that too. And, yeah. you know, he had a very, very uh, loose way of talking about it because he was like, look, if you don't have any appointments, then sit on your couch and watch TV. And then when you get an appointment, then you get up and go run your appointment, and then you go back home and sit on the couch and watch TV. <laughs> and so that was how he was able to like tell the closers, like, hey, you're not making as much money here as you would anywhere else, but you're also not knocking doors. You're not dealing with um, uh, prospecting and all that kind of stuff, you know? And I know me and you are over here like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You need to put in a full day of work. You need to prospect, yeah. right? And so I'm, I'm, that's kind of my happy medium is what okay. we're doing with it right now. We're kind of playing that in between and trying to test it out, figure it out. And uh, so far, we, it, we've gotten good reception. Obviously, if you yeah. give them a check every week, they're going to be happy with that. So yeah, of course. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it all depends, like, where you, um, you know, what, what do you think is the best way, right? Like, mm-hmm. absolutely, like, we want to, you know, take care of people as far as, you know, the bare minimum. Which yeah. Is great. We, have a, we now adopted that model. But then... I felt like for me, right? I don't I wouldn't be able to uh, talk about anything else. Uh, when I when I started, like it made it was pretty straight up. It's like you know, like maybe you're not gonna have a salary, but I can teach you how to make a quarter to a quarter of a million to like a well, six figure. You know, yeah. which we did with every single guy that you know just stuck to it, mm-hmm. um, and we delivered, right? So, and I think it was really genuine, and and I see a lot of business owners too where they invest and they get onto this crazy debt, and now they're like. You know, they're like, man, I gotta make this, so I have to, you know, like, I'm yeah. promising or promising people, like, some things that potentially could not happen, you know what I mean? Right. But, like, again, like, that's one of, that's the way that I've seen it. I don't mm-hmm. see, you know, like, I don't know exactly the numbers and their finances yeah. and, you know, and other businesses, but, um, and so the people sense that, it's like, yeah, man, so, you know, like, okay, cool. You know, once they're, 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 they're um, they believe in you, then mm-hmm. they're gonna run with it, you know, and, and it worked out, you know, especially in the beginning, because uh, it was not a hard, it's not easy to pick up, which I'm sure you kind of, you know, going, you went through it when you when you started. Yeah. That's why I didn't start until we were ready. 
Yeah. So we had some cash in the bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had, you know, basically we were able to invest. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. I've seen all these other companies doing it and doing well. Yeah. Like, well, you know, what they say and what's yeah. actually happening is typically two different things. But, exactly. you know, my reps are coming to me. They're like, hey, I want to sell solar. You know, this yeah. other company approached me, you know, and you hear that enough. You know, I wasn't real happy with the industry at the time. I was hearing it a lot because the industry, you know, as far as Texas was brand new. So yeah. companies were taking advantage. You know, they were selling at six, seven, and eight dollars per watt, which in Texas yeah. is like almost double what yeah. you should be selling at. That's and, um And so, you know, my father-in-law was one of the people that got taken advantage of. You know, and so we had like a twenty percent, thirty percent production compared to his electric bill. So he was paying this big old solar. Financing bill and he was paying his electric no, bill. Yeah, yeah, he was one of those. Oh, there was yeah. a lot of those in Texas at, at the time. So I wasn't really happy with the industry in general. Yeah. And then uh, after a while, it started getting its act cleaned up and everything. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I think we can jump into this now. So we're about eight months in. We've got about 40 systems sold, you know. So we're figuring it out day yeah. by day. So hopefully we get to 40 a month like you are soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. We got them. Um, you know, that's like on a, on a team basis, right? It goes up and mm-hmm. down. But, you know, we're now... Now the you know hundred mark and you know mm-hmm. and but most of the teams that's supposed to go 40, 30, 25, you know, the teams that we had in different states. Mm-hmm. Um and that's worked out, you know, that's been worked out. Um obviously we all we always learn too, right? Um we learn from, you know, come to events like this. Yes, you know. Um and you know, we just adapt according to, you know, the also like the industry because there's a lot of changes. Um so, you know, we just gotta be convenient sometimes. <laughs> you know? So success leads clues. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions. You know what I mean? If you guys have or don't have these things, you know what I mean? And uh, maybe you can get some value on on this end too. Um, So, you know, I typically, when I audit a sales program in general, uh, I go through CODOC and it's C-O-D-O-C, right? And the the first thing that I look at is the culture, okay? So uh, one of the easiest ways to build culture is things like swag, you know what I mean? Taking care of your people. Uh, having a uh, oh I'm sorry the first one's compensation I was yeah. like this should be the last <laughs> the last is the most important right yeah so the first one's compensation uh, in terms of that what kind of strategies do you use to keep your guys on board and keep your team growing and scaling when it comes to compensation you have kind of like a mark so we work off of 65% 65% goes to the sales force uh, 35% stays with the company and then we typically we're typically in a ten to fifteen percent profit margin somewhere yeah. somewhere in there, and we feel like that's fair. Yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, we definitely do have structures. Like I said, we have the division of solar uh, direct sales, which that's like you know like we take like a small small margin as far as that goes because you know they're they're catching the fish and they're you know cooking it. Right. Um, and then there's also you know the you know the W two employees where they set up appointments and then mm-hmm. the closure with the with the salary and the commission and quarter, you know, so we, yeah. we try to be creative on that side, you know, yeah. because, um, you're, oh, you're making the investment, you're taking on the debt. Yeah. And you're hoping they produce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're trying to be creative. We try to be creative enough where we deliver, you know, but uh-huh. sometimes I see like commission structures are like extremely weird and crazy. And yeah. I've seen it with a lot of install companies and 
Some companies just try to confuse them to where if they do get another offer, they don't understand Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's a good, you know, it's a good, the best, you know, baseline and super low, but then they have all these adders. Adders afterwards. It ends up being like super high. Yeah. That happens all the time. And I have those conversations, man, but I got this, but okay, let's do the math. And, you know, whenever I have somebody call me or Mm -hmm. reach out, it's like, man, I want to be part of the team or something. So I'm, I'm with you there. Our compensation is our compensation. The yeah. only thing that gets added on is if something happens with the home. And you got to forgive me because Wayne's our solar expert, so I'm going to botch this. But yeah. something like the uh, the electrical box needs an upgrade. Yeah. You can't predict that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And so we take, we take a part of that on, and they take a part of that on, typically. Yeah. And so when things like that happen after the sale, then, yeah, everybody has to kind of take a hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, this, uh, what are some of the silly adders they do? Well, they, do they do, like, like, uh, like if you're part of the team, they get, like, a fee for training resources. They get a fee okay. for, yeah. um, for some panels, like standard panels, a fee for inverters. Yeah, for, if you, you know, a premium panel or whatever. Yeah. We already sell premium panels as the standard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that yeah, 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 yeah. We do that, so. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, because you added, and every single panel has an adder, converter has an adder, mm-hmm. like, uh, like racking has an adder, like, um, you know, you get, you get 65%, um, but then out of the 65, they keep 20%, but there's still a percentage hidden. Oh, like a reserve. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like, it's really tricky and, you know, so watch out, all you guys that are doing, mm-hmm. you know, out there, like, you know, don't get, you know, like. There's a bunch of people recruiting, they'll get sucked in into that. Like, if you're in a good culture, like where, you know, you're at, mm-hmm. just, you know, just don't, don't play with that. Too many salespeople get caught up in the red line conversation. Yeah. You know, and it's not about the red line. Yeah. It's about the company's sustainability. Exactly. It's about the culture. It's about the ability for them to recruit people so that you can grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But those are, those are the, the, the best things, you know? Yeah. But anyways, going back to the uh, conversation, is it like, do you all just lay it out for them or do you... Is it more variable depending on what they're bringing to the table? Yeah, it depending on what they're bringing to the table. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we bring people on board with experience. They already yeah. have a team. You know, they already have a couple guys. You know, so you guys are pretty flexible with the compensation. Yeah, so we have, um, you know, the full, um, you know, employee model, which is a closer. Um, so it, it's uh, their employees, and then they have a salary, and then mm-hmm. they have a commission, and they have a quarter bonus. And then we also have, like, a heavy a good closer that's like yeah man I'm a one one man show that I can close okay cool and we yeah. do like a you know like Marvel a 10 yeah, yeah. guy and then we have a full team that comes aboard too it's like okay cool I mean you're full team we also do that model too so it all yeah. depends on the person and um you know and they're a good fit for the company too because I learned that the hard way too like before it was like you know everybody with the post I wanted to bring in <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> I remember those days yeah yeah so now it's like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, like, I want to make sure, like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you and tell you if it's, like, and, and it's funny because I have a conversation, what do you mean, man? Like, I'm not good for it. It's like, nah, man, don't take it personal. It's just like, yeah, you know, I, I, I know this conversation is, you know, it's going to take us like a month and a half in and you're mm-hmm. not going to like the way that, you know, culture runs or the way yeah. that I run, operate business. And uh, because, you know, to me, it's like, I take care of the partners that I work with too. Like, you know, I want to have a good relationship. I don't want to burn any bridges. You know, I know distributors, finance companies too. Yeah. Like, you know, I wouldn't want to bring in somebody that could, you know, just kind of hurt uh, that, hurt that, because, hurt that relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a reason I've been an eighteen t- dealer for yeah. twelve years. So many other dealers have shut down. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. So, and it happened. So, you know, but you know, but the most part, you know, we 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 it's flexible, and we you know we could pretty mm-hmm. much adapt to those you know models. 
So that's the total opposite of the way we do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, yeah. that's why I, I love doing podcasts like this. And, and when we had that conversation on the plane, uh, I definitely asked you that question in a different way. And so I knew that you were going to answer this way. And so we, we have our set comp plan. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to bring a team in or whatever, they can bring the, they can bring the team in. If we, if we qualify them as a manager, then they can run off that set comp plan, but it is what it is. Yeah. That way everybody at the company has the same opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And, and it also, honestly, on the operation side, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. No, Your payroll person yeah. is not happy with you right now. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different, uh, for different companies. Right. So that's kind of how we run it and we can fit our comp plan on one sheet. Yeah, it's, it's a straight line. It's, yeah, a, it's a straight line deal. And so if you don't want to be W2, then our company's probably not going to be good for you. You yeah. know what I mean? If you want to get paid more because you sell more, like paid more per watt or pay yeah. more, you know what I mean? Because you sell more, probably not going to be a good company for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We try to maintain our margins for a reason because we do. We invest a lot in the culture. Yeah. Um, we do a lot. Uh, we pay for travel, pay for hotels. You know what I mean? We, you know, we're taking a, a lot of, almost all of our people to MDM, which is a a huge conference in Dallas that Apex and Ryan Stuman's crew is putting on. It's going to be great. And so um, we we try to really keep it tight, you know, and and like I was saying, you're more small because I am, I'm tired, man. (laughs) I've been managing a lot of people for a long time. Now I just want, I want to build up to over the next maybe five years, like a hundred six figure earners, you know? And that sounds like a lot of people, but if you build 20 a year, it's not. It's not yeah. too bad at all. I mean, that's less than five a month, you know? Yeah. So, um, or that's like uh, one and a half a month. And so, um, that's kind of our, the way we're approaching it right now and how we want to operate. So, okay. So, opportunity. You know, how do you guys communicate the opportunity to your people? And uh, how quickly can they get to like a management position? So, um, opportunity, obviously we have something like you were talking about, right? It takes, you know, you have to build your way up until management, like, right. But there's always that, um, you know, room of growth, right. Cause mm-hmm. it happens to, it happened to me and, um, you know, and I wouldn't, and, and I know what it is, right. To be in that spot. So if, if it's the right leader that we, you know, we want to be part of for our team and they understand it's going to take, you know, a work ethic and it's going to take uh, action, right. Cause mm-hmm. You know, you start having a culture where anybody, you know, that says that's going to do something starts to, like, get promoted. Uh-huh. Then it's like, you know, like, it, it messes it up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, the way that we, um, you know, approach it is just, you know, present the opportunity. And this is this is what it takes to get to a higher level. And, um, and we're going to help you. We're going to push you. We're going to guide you. We're going to give you the tools, the, you know, the trainings and resources in order for you to get there. Yeah. Um, and, and it's there, right? The opportunity is there. It's not... Um, we're not biased. We're not like, okay, because you're, you know, like we don't, you know, discriminate anybody, nothing like that. It's like, no, absolutely not. It's all based on actions and based on performance, you know, so. So in terms of performance, what are y'all's minimum numbers to, for them to be able to even be uh, qualified for that opportunity? Yeah. So, I mean, in the beginning, it's like, we have like this club, which is in, uh, in 10. So now we kind of, Okay. It's the reason I kind of replicated the model from Sorry City. So it's in uh-huh. 10. And the reason that it's a little bit higher is because, now there's leads. Now yeah, yeah. Solar now there's yeah. So different now. Yeah, it's like even the government is advertising solar. So yeah. it's like it's a lot. Of, you know, it's a lot quicker for you to get a sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's that's a good a good stepping stone. Let's get you. Uh, you know that means that the whole reason behind it 
is because you close enough deals that you have enough experience that you know what it takes to get that to that level, right? So you know, you know, you know how to, you know, you you, you could close if you could close that amount of deals in one month, like you have the experience and uh, you know what it takes and you know the work that it takes. So you know, if you do it, you know, if you keep on doing it consistent, you know, mm-hmm. like you'll be able to train somebody else, right? It doesn't mean that they always have to hit, you know, those standards. So at the ten, that's where they get. Uh, that's where they qualify to get promoted to trainer. That's not um, where you are at. Not necessarily at the ten, but it's a good stepping stone that we encourage. That's it. It's one of the qualifiers. Yeah, it's one of the qualifiers. Or some of the others. Some of the others is like you know, obviously, you know, understand like have some you know uh, leadership initiatives. Mm-hmm. You know, like so basically at that point, you maybe not you personally, but one of your management has seen them and recognized them as a leader. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then you know we help them. Um, you know we give them like one on one coaching, and you mm-hmm. know we you know I talk the best to them, time. Yeah. Or, or one of the leaders. You know talks to them. Isn't it crazy how impactful that is? A phone call from you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it is. You know because um, you know they know that we're there to help them out and want to see them grow. Like you know we had a full team, which is like you know a few of them. You know it's like they come from you know just making the bare minimum and they yeah. got thirty thousand dollar check, thirty two thousand. Mm-hmm. Changing their, changing their life changes their life on all of a sudden yeah. they come out with you know is that you know I, I I did career day the other day yeah and I told you about that oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was my favorite question that the kids kept asking because I had to do it five times yeah in classes I was exhausted by the end of it I don't know how some of these speakers do it for an hour straight but yeah anyways uh, the question was always what do you love most about your job wow. and it, it is that moment where they get that $30,000 check yeah. or that $5,000 Kind of killed me at the time. I was like, no, I'm gonna find a way. 
and you know the people that guided me through you know through getting my first six figure you know like a year like it's like they literally it changed my life right yeah. there the, the, um, and I was like man that was life changing and probably still have a relationship with some of them today yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely man like you know still to the day and and now you know we just continue to grow and continue to learn it's 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 uh, interesting you said that you planned your life five years ahead because yeah. uh, okay so it was Andrew Evans that uh, did the recruiting piece today at SolarCon yeah. and probably one of the most impactful things that he said was uh, so managers managers have the capability of planning like two weeks ahead right yeah. um, CEOs typically plan five years ahead yeah that's great yeah, but then he said kings kings plan a hundred years ahead yeah and I, was, I thought that was so cool because that honestly is is I'm not saying I'm a king because nobody <laughs> wants to say they're, they're the top, yeah. right? But I'm absolutely planning for the day when my my kids and my grandchildren and my great grandchildren are around an old oak tree on our hundred acre ranch, and they're talking about the family, the ranch, and how they're going to manage it. Yeah, and that's the vision I have in my head, and that's one of my whys, you know. Absolutely. And uh, but it, it's it's so funny at the time you were you had that CEO inside of you yeah. was already planning five years ahead, so it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That that you know that kind of came together after we heard that talk. Yeah. So you've talked a lot about development, developing your guys. So I feel like we kind of covered that already. Uh, the the next piece is operations. Yeah. So your ops team is like what I like to call. I call my team special ops. Yeah. <laughs> and the, that's my staff. Yeah. That's the people that don't sell. That's the people that make the machine run. Yeah. After the sale is made, they get it to install, right? Yeah. Or they do the recruiting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the marketing, whatever the case is. So uh, where have you found success there? How do you find synergy with that sales team? You know what I mean? It, it, they're not sales teams, sorry. Operation. Operations team. Um, yeah, man. This, this guys are the behind the scenes, you know? Mm -hmm. From the executive assistant all the way to like somebody just you know handling social media or just a design aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, I try to treat people like a family, man. Like I think that's a big you know big thing for me. Like mm -hmm. you know like try not to get things into my head where it's like oh yeah you know we grow this this big and it's like yeah treat them like family. Everybody mm -hmm. that's you know, no matter how important the role is and you know and just like build that good relationship with them and you know help them see like hey man like I'm, if you do a good job of what you're doing like we just had a talk with the you know my whole marketing team um and it's like look i want i want you guys to talk about what is the legacy that you're going to leave in this company like what do you want to be a member of like what is a um and i want you guys to really think about it um and and the next meeting that we have for you guys to write it down and just express it and let me know, you know? i like that um and and then they, they were excited about sharing it, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, and yeah, that's the reason why I always push for excellence. I would push to, you know, we have this uh, more like to be champions, like we're like champions and, you know, mm -hmm. just do the best out of where we're at. Because if you're, if you do um, the best at what you're currently at, which mm -hmm. maybe is not the most uh, glamorous or putting position, yeah. uh, trust me, like you'll get to where you need to get to. And that's, so there's some of the talks that I have with them. And, it's like family, you know, too, like, you know, been knowing her for years and years, mm -hmm. and, um, and she takes care of us like family, I take care of her like family, too, you know, whenever I can, um, and, you know, also on the, you know, on the operational side, pushing the jobs, even with our partners, too, like, I'm yeah. there, like, I'm showing, like, interest, like, yeah, man, I care about what you're doing, even though you're just moving, moving a couple pieces, but, like, I care, you know, like, it's you, not... You're, uh, you're 
moving the pieces to a bigger machine that's yeah. making everything happen. Exactly. Yeah. So like that's that's part of the um, you know I guess that's some of the ways that I try to run it at all times you know because mm-hmm. like it's easy to be like yeah man like this guy this just somebody that's working here yeah and, you know, just they, get, they get paid to do a job yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know and and a lot of and I and I've heard it from leaders too it's like yeah man people are just not loyal people are not you know they're just here to pick up a check and well, just, why is you know that? yeah and it's like yeah. you know, like maybe you gotta look at the in the mirror and. Mm-hmm. see some of what's going on you know because you know most of the time it is with some there's a small percentage which it is people just they just don't yeah. do a crap you know they're just like I'm just here to pick up a paycheck but big uh, most of the time too it's like maybe there's something wrong you did not mm-hmm. so you or somebody that somebody in the staff did not tell you know take care of them well or you know that's you know varies, I, but I typically audit that yeah the, the way that I find out is okay your skills you're talented but you're maybe not a good leader yeah. Their, their terminology that they use when they talk about their team. Yeah. Is it is it I did all the good things and then we're struggling with this, or yeah. is it we did all these amazing things and then yeah, yeah hey we struggle with this too. So the we's and the eyes is a big indication of a yeah. leader versus you know the the slave driver in the back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How they talk about their team. You know. Yeah. And, and I did uh, in in my twenties. You know, I I was really talented at what I did. I was able to replace myself. I was able to develop systems, operations, and uh, put great staff in place. And I always took super good care of my staff. But I always had a, always had this weird relationship with my sales leaders, and yeah, salespeople. But I was still able to grow and everything just yeah. on my abilities alone. But eventually, it fell apart. You yeah. know, because I wasn't doing the right culture things. And so, you know, we were talking about operations, but you kind of just went into culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys have core values? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we definitely have a good work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we work hard, you know, play hard, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and integrity, you know, is a big thing. And mm-hmm. the biggest is servant mentality. I mean, a servant mentality. That, and that's where it all started for you. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Because it's easy to get caught up, especially, like, in sales. Like, I remember I had this, this I caught it a quick trip, you know, uh-huh. I, I I consider myself like a quick, uh, fast learner. I learn from from people mm-hmm. uh, pretty quick. So, you know, you can get caught up in you know making a lot of money, like in in total, mm-hmm. uh, right? Consider a lot of money to some people is not, but you know, to me it wasn't. To most of us, it yeah, is, right? absolutely. And then you get to a point where it's like, oh man, well, I don't need to be paying this customer. I don't need to be right. like, you know bending over for this customer. Kind of like bending sideways and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for you to have that, you know, like. Like I, I got what it takes. I got mm-hmm. the money. This is stuff, right? But, yeah. but I remember it took me two days, and I got that money. I'm tired of man. I got like six. I got a top brand check, you know, mm-hmm. this week. So I was like, yeah, man. I don't got a door knock, like, man. It's like, <laughs> you know, like I had that. Obviously, you know, and I had that money runs out. Yeah. Quick. And then it's like, and not as it ran out, but you know, right. I, I just stopped myself, and you know, and it's like, hey, hey, Jimmy. I was like, how do you make this money? You know, I remember I had a conversation with myself. Yeah. You know, I was like. Well, serving clients. Uh-huh. Okay. So do you want to keep on this lifestyle? I was like, yeah, man. Absolutely. I was like, yeah, I want to keep it. So what do you have to do? You got to keep on serving more people. So shut the fuck up and go serve people. You know, so that was like, you know, that conversation started from my language. No, no. We're an explicit yeah. podcast. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the title. Shut the fuck up and go serve people. Yeah. I was also kind of yeah. zooming in on uh, Solar Servant. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's a that's a that's a good title, but I think that's the theme of this uh, episode yeah. for sure is the, the servant mentality. They 
talked about it at SolarCon today. Yeah. Anybody that is riding in a first class seat typically has that mentality. Yeah. You know, and I keep going back to it. Success leaves clues, right? Yeah. And so I, I love that your journey started that way, and I really appreciate you sharing it with us. And not only that, but giving us, you know, basically how your team operates and how you guys are successful, because the listeners are going to be able to 100% yeah. learn from that. So okay. thank you for coming on the podcast and doing this with us. And if you could uh, tell us your Instagram handle one more time, people can reach out to you. Yeah, yeah, you can reach me out, Jimmy Espasa Official. Jimmy, uh, last name E-S-P-A-R-Z-A, Official. Um, and also, you know, we have um, TikTok, um, Facebook, you know, so we have all the platforms and you, know, and you guys can find me there and you'll find our company and some of the things that we've done. So, yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you doing this with me. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Remember, great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Until next time.